0: pleasure to welcome our guest Dana Cooper. Dana is a business development officer for us in our Garland area. Dana was a nurse for 38 years before she came to work for the bank and she's been with Veritex for six years. In 2015 the city of Garland had a Dana Cooper Day and when you listen to her you're going to know why there was a Dana Cooper Day. She was a 2019 outstanding volunteer acknowledging the Hope Clinic work she's done with the wills of Hope Classic Car Show. She's been past president of Garland Service League as well as other community involvement. You're gonna love hearing all about Dana today. Dana, welcome to the show. Wow, what a great story you have. I have never worked with a business development officer who was a nurse before they became a business development officer. What a great transition. So when you and I spoke first, I remember us talking and you were saying, I'm just gonna retire, and then you thought, well, maybe not. Maybe there's something else out there for me. And so i just like to know a little bit about, you shifted your career after ending another. Let's start, how you became a nurse?
1: I guess I always knew that I wanted to be a nurse. Growing up, my mother was not very dependable if we got a cut or a scrape, and my brother <laughs> fell off his bicycle and knocked out his two front teeth. I mean, it was just really sad. She fainted. <laughs> Oh no! I ended up taking care of my mom and my little brother. I think I was probably about eight or nine.
0: That's wonderful.
1: uh, (laughs) I always loved the opportunity to be with people Mm -hmm. and felt that call that maybe there was something that I could contribute to then. I went to school and of course I was at tech and then continued, you know, my education uh, through the years, um, you know, finishing up and working at TWU some too. I started out in the ER, which is interesting because you see everything there. I mean, everything imaginable. And from the ER, I went to the OR. And I guess that's really where I stayed for about 20, 21 years. Wow. And I was a a specialty scrub. Uh, I did a lot of cranial facial surgery. People that had been in an accident, children that had maybe cleft palates. I worked a lot on that. Okay. Any maxillofacial abnormality. And really enjoyed that. From there, I got hired after doing a lot of surgery (laughs) at... (laughs) to open the GI lab at Baylor. Now that means that I was a colorectal nurse and not everybody has that calling. (laughs) Not Not everybody
0: everybody does, Dana, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that was always kind of a joke when I would shake hands, I would, you know, go, I I promise I just wash my hands, you know, I mean, it was just (laughs) a student joke, but I loved it. After uh, I finished my stint at Baylor doing the GI lab, a doctor that I had worked with through the years called, me back and said we really need you and would like for you to work with us and for us uh, running the stress echo lab so that meant i had to study more do more some more education some more training so that i could actually perform stress echoes and debutamines and you know LEAs, which is arterial scans on the legs.
0: Well, you're uh, speaking a language I don't yeah. know anyway, so you could say anything.
1: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> what it means is that we do a lot of scans and hopefully provide the doctors with the information that they need on their
0: patients. Okay, well, that's, you know, it's interesting. I was just listening to you speak about it. Even though I knew a little bit about your background, one of the things that just struck me is that even in your career of nursing, How many times you did different things? So, you know, I think it's interesting, um, you know, I'm a nurse, but you did a lot of different things in nursing. So it makes a little more sense to me that you're able to transition something even different from that. Tell me, when you decided to stop being a nurse and and want to do something different, how did you make the transition, and I think I'm going to know the answer to this, from helping people in nursing to helping people in finance?
1: Well, you know, we all have to deal with our finances every day. You know, even in my position as a nurse, I was looking at how are we going to be able to make our budgets this year? Where do we need to look at hopefully eliminating any kind of excess so that we can keep all of our employees? So I, I had looked at, at lots of budgets right. in years. It just so happened that Johnny Miller had always been our banker. I don't remember a time that we didn't bank.
0: Any great... He Love is, him. He He's
1: awesome. Right. We started when he was very young and mm-hmm. then we went through, you know, the professional bank period and then right. transitioned to Veritech. Loved it. I was, a, you know, I, I banked even when I was at Presbyterian at, with a, a Veritech and went to the Milliman location.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so just one day I had been at a Baylor function, downtown Baylor of a bunch of nurses and different things. And Mm -hmm. uh, they had mentioned that they were going to have a a celebration of nurses at the Baylor Garland location and that I should attend because there was a lot of, yeah. and so I went yeah. and yes, I, I ran into Jamie and he came up to me. I had just retired after 38 years of nursing. Wow. I know. Long time. Home. That's why I had all those <laughs> wonderful opportunities to work on so many different parts of the body. But Jamie so, I and I were talking and he said, well, what are you doing these days? And I said, oh, I don't know. I just retired. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I've, I've been doing some volunteer work. Never I never had the opportunity. I was out at the Hope uh, Center in Garland, I mean, in Plano. Anyway, I said, why do you want to hire me? Just really joking. Kind of a
0: joke, right?
1: It was truly a joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my husband was standing there and, and he <laughs> said, I can't believe you said that. No, you don't want to hire her ever, Joni. And so Jamie laughed and he said, well, you know, I might want to hire you. And I said, oh, trust me, you probably don't. And then Mark, of course, (laughs) piped in and said, no, you don't. But anyway, he called me. I was totally surprised the next week. and Yeah, I I remember. I mean, and asked me to come in and talk to him. And so I did. I was most flattered that he would even think of me. So we came in and I talked to him and we visited about the position, you know, business development. He said, "I, I really would like for you to work the Garland area. You know so many people in Garland. Right. Family's been here forever. Yes. So I said, "Well, I would think about it." He said, "Well, I have a few people I'd, I'd like for you to talk to too." And then as I was leaving, I said, "You know, Tommy, I don't really know a lot about banking." And he said to me, "You know, people though, right? You know, I do know people, and you know, I love people." And you so- do, and
0: you're so good at that, Dana. I mean, when he said that to me, when he asked me about mm-hmm. this, I was like, "Okay." He goes, "Listen, we're people business." I was like, "You know oh, what? We yeah. are." I mean, nurses have care for health, bankers have care for finances, but we all are about people. When he talked to me about it, at first I was like, okay, how's this going to work? But he was right. It is all about people and what you've done in that community.
1: And I do have kind of an interesting story to share with you. Not long ago, I would say it was probably about four weeks ago, one of our customers had come in through the drive-thru and it was, you know, we had several people. It was probably a Monday, I believe. It's really great because Lori Cantrell's office looks out onto the drive-thru and Mm -hmm. Lori came out and she said, there's something wrong with a person uh, in the car. I don't know if she's fainted. I don't know if she's okay. And so Crystal Cotill, our branch manager came and she said, nurse Dana, (laughs) (laughs) We had a situation in the driveway and and this woman was pretty, I mean, she had not responded. I mean, she was really, she'd either fainted unconscious or they weren't sure.
0: Yeah, they weren't sure, right.
1: They weren't sure. So, uh, you know, went out, was able to arouse her and sure enough, she probably had just gone to sleep, but we weren't sure. But I was able to use some of my past skills to do an assessment. I did a little triaging and was able to gather facts and come to find out she, you know, had taken her blood pressure medicine, had sleep apnea, gone right. to sleep, but was really worrisome that she was driving. So I, I've always said it gives a new meeting to full service banking.
0: <laughs> I suppose now now every branch is gonna want to have a nurse in their location. I'm gonna have to hire a bunch of nurses, it sounds I like
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> very concerned about her. And now. The whole branch was. And so I was able to call her later and talk with her and, you know, just to make sure that she was okay and just really encourage her from a nursing standpoint that she needs to be
0: sure and eat when she takes her. Right, right, right. (laughs) And one of the interesting things is, is when you were talking about your career that struck me a while ago was your ability to transition and your ability to keep learning tells me that you have to be willing to change. You have to want it. You have to embrace it. But it also has to be something that you look at and go, this is good for them, but this is good for me too as I grow. And that's one of the things I've seen with you the most, Dana. I think a lot of people who don't maybe know you, and I hope they get to know you a little more after this, is not only were you're so caring and you really take care of your clients as well as your friends and family, but I also think that just your work on the Hope Center, that you started, you were one of the founding members, and I want to talk a little bit about what that is in Garland, how that's meant to the community you're working with.
1: Years ago, when I was in the OR, as I mentioned, I was there for a while. One Saturday, I got a call from a doctor that I worked with a lot and he said, I hate to impose upon you, but he said, I've got a lady that's just come in to the OR that has been severely abused, just really domestic violence abuse. And he said right. she pretty much every facial bone was fractured. And he said not only that, but she has a fractured skull as well. So we're going to have to put in a titanium plate. I said, well, let me ask Mike if I can, you know, beg off of a soccer game because we were doing <laughs> soccer games and I was making pancakes. Right. And so I did. And Mike said, of course, go. And so we were in surgery on um, this young woman for about eight hours. I was just appalled that someone could do something to another person that they profess to love and it really broke my heart and it was interesting that she and I were the same age.
0: Wow I didn't realize
1: that. She and I were both 27 as I got to make rounds on her and get to know her better one day I went into her and I said and I you know I was like why are you staying you know I'm terrified for you and she said to me which just resonates with me today. Dana, I don't have any choice. I have nowhere to go. I don't have any money and I don't have any job skills. And I thought then as I walked out, I thought everybody's entitled to a choice, right? especially when it comes down to your life. And so, uh, at the time, I was a president of the Garland Service League, which later became the Garland Junior League, and I went back and said, ladies, I know something that we need to take up, a project that we need to embrace and do. We all just gathered around, All 30 I think there were 36 of us at Mm -hmm. that time, and we took on the project of opening, at that time it was called the New Beginning Center, and we worked and we got it established, I went everywhere in the Garland community, people would see me coming and they would go, oh my <laughs> goodness, I wonder how much money she wants today. I, but, <laughs> I, I would not take no for an answer. We, we really worked diligently, all of us, and we really literally mad the 24 hour hotline. We started this journey in probably nineteen eighty and the, we opened the first day in, was in 1981. it was in nineteen eighty one. It was in September and l- we literally manned it ourselves. We all volunteered. Right. right. And my husband, along with another gentleman, actually went to the bank, signed a loan so that we could make payroll in order to hire a director and a staff. And as wow. Praise God that we were able to continue to raise the funds and money. I have no idea. In fact, I asked for the statistics not long ago on how many women have been assisted, women, children, counseling. It's upward to just, I want to say, you know, a couple of hundred thousand. It's just amazing how many people have been helped. Later, we were able to open a shelter that was always our desire. I was like, because like you said.
0: They yeah. need a place to go, right? They have to have, have a, a, place. a place to go.
1: All we had was a counseling center, but we needed a shelter, so we did open that in 1996, I believe, and it's always run at over 100% capacity, which and is we, a shame. It is. We need more sheltering. Um, you know, still on the board.
0: Of, uh, the <laughs> Dana DVD. never gives up. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: At Hope Clinic of Garland, our mission is to share the love of
0: Jesus Christ by bringing health care equity to Garland, Texas. Every service at Hope Clinic is completely free to the patient. Our staff and physicians are second
1: to none. Nutrition and diabetes education, primary care, spiritual healing, prescription assistance, and more. We are the primary source of health care for the underserved population of Garland. We've made great strides in providing health care to those most in need throughout our community, but we haven't accomplished this by ourselves. Through the years, we've enjoyed the gracious donations of caring individuals and local organizations to help us remain open and ready to serve. For more information, visit hopeclinic-garland.org.
0: some of the work that I've seen you do, not only just your time, which is you selflessly have always given your time, but also, you know, you and Jamie had started the, the car show a, a while oh. back for us, as a help to fund the Hope Clinic and, and do those things. But I, I think it's interesting that here's my nurse, here's my <laughs> business development officer who selflessly, along with her family, gives back to the community that she works in. And part of what the bank wants to do is part of our service to community is domestic Violence and food. I mean, those are things that are necessary, and I, I really hate it to your point that the shelter's full. I, I mm-hmm. wish that wasn't true. I'd like you to default on that <laughs> that wish. issue, right? That yeah. issue. But we I would love like how to you
1: eradicate that. We'd <laughs> like to eradicate
0: domestic violence. Me too. Me yeah. too. But I, I love how you selflessly used your skills that you learned but also your caring heart to take it forward, not just from a business perspective, but to care about those who are around you. And one of the things you've also done, and I could go on and on if we had a two-hour podcast probably about this, is at the bank, help partner with Behind Every Door, as you know. And one of the things we had done was always their back-to-school backpack program and had started that with them four or five years ago. And when you came on, you were able to help us solidify a partnership with Dr. Sp- but, right. But- so would you talk a little bit about that and what they do and how you helped us get that along behind every door? Well, sure.
1: I worked with you know Mel Harrington and you and Melanie Goodman and what Dr. Spot is. It's a nonprofit organization. It's part of the Lifesavers Foundation. And Jody Mao and Barbara Boren are very mm-hmm. involved. They are respectively the chairman of the board is Jody Mao and Barbara Boren is their executive director and. They had I was talking to Mel and I said, you know, it would be so nice if when these parents come and they desire to pick up these school supplies that Veritex has very graciously provided. If we could offer immunizations. Because right. Now, many people don't even have the ability to say get to Parkland. They don't even have the the knowledge or the resources to hopefully secure immunizations for their children so that they could start to school. Mel said, well sure, let's do <laughs> It would be great. It's kind of one-stop shopping. If they right. could pick up their school supplies and get immunizations, it would be wonderful. So we worked with Behind Every Door, providing you know the school supplies. And then I uh, asked, and they graciously agreed, Lifesavers and Dr. Spot, if they would be willing to bring their mobile clinic, which is so great. So they yeah. traveled. It was a nice, really warm August day. <laughs> I think the temperature was probably about 102, 103, and we were handing out. Oh, it was hot, right. It was, (laughs) given immunizations, but it was quickly embraced by the community. They so appreciated us. The parents could not have been more thankful that we were there. And so today, I believe that we have, you know, we've had two different locations because of the work that Dr. Spot has done through Behind Every Door, D-I-S-D. D and G right. I S D and M I S D. They've all, you know, have received the services from Lost Favor Doctor Spot. And yes. Again, I am very proud and so appreciative of the fact that Veritex has been a huge supporter and has really provided for them to continue to take care of some of our children.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that, and, and as as happy as I am that the bank supports our community, I think it's in our name. It's something we we really do try to live every day, and through our people that you know work with us. In that, one of the things that has interested me, like I said to you earlier, your know, your work around the community has always. Been Is something I've been in awe of. I mean, I think you're somebody that I would aspire my daughter to be like because your willingness to just, you know, dive in not everyone is willing to take the action, right? And that you're able to do that, you know, is very awe-inspiring. And I think that doesn't go said enough. I love the way the work that you've done. I'm interested because people who listen to these podcasts sometimes are saying, okay, I'm this or that, how you can take what's in your heart and also do what's right for the community, but also grow a business business. And that's, you know, we are a business as well. So I just, you know, what skills do you see that you have learned throughout your career? It goes across, you know, business lines and community lines.
1: Well, I think with any business, any profession, there are skills that have to be implemented. You know, number one, you have to be committed. You have to be able to, to communicate and not only to have good communication skills, do you need to speak, but you also need to hear and listen. <laughs> and that's something <laughs> I'm always trying to work on is listen. All of us. Just listening <laughs> because get so excited about it and but that's very important right and problem solving abilities you know there's always obstacles that will come up that we need to look at and how can we best address these and how can we be unified in our common goal and cause so you know that's very important to me and you have to pay attention to details you know it's important that you be aware of what you need to know about what's being shared with you so you have to again going back to the communication you have to You hear. You have to listen. Listening skills are imperative, but hear not only with the ears, but with your heart. Show respect for others. You know, I appreciate everything that I see people willing to do. The volunteers, I am in awe of. I oh, am
0: too.
1: Oh, gosh. I am no, too. I really <laughs> am. I, I look at... <laughs> You know, like you mentioned, the car show, the Wheels of Hope classic car show that Jamie Miller is, you know, the chairman, and I kind of work with him and kind of help coordinate, but it has taken a life of its own, and it helps, but it's so great that we've been able to involve the entire Garland community, and outside. I mean, we have people from Dallas that come and join us, from Rockwall. Right. Of course, that does benefit Hope Clinic, which is great, but we will have anywhere, from four to 6,000 people participate. And then we have a committee that we work with to put on this amazing production. Right. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But so all of those skills are incorporated. You know, there are right. skills, whether it's, you know, a volunteer, whether it's work related, or whether or not it's even just working in your family <laughs> that you have have <laughs> all those skills. So, and the other thing is to maintain stamina. Um, you know, how many Zoom meetings with this pandemic can we tolerate? I guess as many as our seats can, right?
0: Right, <laughs> right. It feels that way sometimes, right?
1: Sometimes yeah.
0: So one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier, and I want to touch back on it again, is the Hope Classic Car Show and talk about the Hope Clinic and the work around what the Hope Clinic does. We talked about how the Hope Car Show supports that, but tell me a little bit about what the Hope Clinic does for the community.
1: It's amazing the work that's being done done there they have physicians and nurses that volunteer their time at Hope Clinic and they are committed to caring for those in the Garland community that unfortunately they don't have health care they don't have insurance they don't have a physician right or a place and you know we recently lost Baylor Scott and White they closed their doors I saw right which is very some very sad to us, but I Hope Clinic has, of course, their senses or you know, they are seeing more patients than ever. Than ever. And, yeah. uh, really. And, and they offer a great healthcare opportunities. They do education, they provide medication, immunizations, they do life skills for the patients, and they really do assist them. And so it is really, to me, the hands and feet of our Lord. They are loving On these people, so what a what a privilege. Jamie Miller, of course, is the chairman, as I mentioned, and he serves on their board. And you know, Jamie has a huge heart. He does. You know, one day we were talking about volunteer opportunities and how veritex is just such an amazing supporter of our communities because we all work we all right. live we all right. worship here right. and he said I think that we need to do a car show and you know that's not on my resume <laughs> <Or was it? laughs> and I said I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> And he said, I, "I think that we can pull this off." And I said, "Well, you, you know, whatever you need me to do, i'll I'll be glad to assist." And he said, "Well, let's start it out. So that was probably in 2015 was our first one. It was well received, and all of the proceeds go towards supporting. Hope Clinic. And it's great because it's a group of folks that may not have otherwise known or had the ability to to find out about Hope Clinic. So it's been fun. We started out that first year with it kind of to our amazement that we had such great participation, probably about 150, 60 cars. Right. The community embraced it. It was such a great opportunity for families to gather on a Saturday morning to come downtown. We do face painting, you know, uh, they bring their dogs, they buy t-shirts, you know, they Support the downtown merchants and that's great. And at the same time, they are supporting a great cause, which is Hope Clinic. And that's what I love about Viratex. They have always been so supportive of Hope Clinic. And for every dollar that's received, every dollar donated, they can assist for to six patients. So the money
0: goes a
1: long way. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Dana. I'm I'm very excited that we are a a small part of Helping Hope Clinic in Garland.
1: Well, we started with that first car show and now it's become an annual event. It's our sixth. Car show this year. I can't believe it. uh, I know it's hard to believe. I did want to give you the date. It's going to be April the twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, downtown Garland. So we're hoping that we'll have lots of participation. Well,
0: we'll be keeping our fingers crossed in our prayers that the COVID will not force us to do anything differently, because I know how important that is to helping support the Hope Clinic and all your work there. Thank you. I hate to end this conversation. I swear I could listen to you all day. I just want to say thank first. Thank you for having a servant's heart. Thank you for looking at ways to help our communities be better and helping our bank be better. Also, just want a quick shout out to Jamie Miller. He's a true servant's heart as well, and all the teams that volunteer so much throughout our bank and do so much for the communities we live in. So thank you so much. Have a great day, and I can't wait to talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, LaFonda. It's a true honor and privilege to be a part of the Veritex Bank family. Thank you.